Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show, and have we got a show for you. We've got new tag team number one contenders. We're going to have new tag team number one contenders next week as well, and we finally know who the fifth man is. But before we get into all of that, you got to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by the legendary Justin Labar and the also legendary Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, how are you celebrating America's Thanksgiving week? I'm celebrating by enjoying the Black Friday sales. <laughs> like it, now that is very American of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and uh, just for just for that day, I instead of regular bacon, I'm going to eat turkey bacon. Now, with uh, any maple <laughs> syrup, I feel like maple's on everything over there. Yeah, but. Well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Justin, on this week of giving thanks, I want to give thanks that, you know, with our fantasy football teams, we don't like to compare records or if a team won or lost this week. I, I'm glad that I just want to give thanks that we don't we don't talk about that because my I'm team af- took a hard loss. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Mine did, too. <laughs> Mahomes is just not putting up Mahomes kind of numbers. My I got I got crap for my running backs. It's it's uh, uh. I uh, well I fortunately I had Burrow on my team, but fortunately I had Dak tucked away. But Dak didn't do enough this week to make up for the. I I, I got I got spanked this week. I, I just got to say there was it wasn't even close. It was a thirty point deficit. But in any case, we're gonna move on to some some <laughs> wrestling chat. Uh, For everyone who's with us, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Let us know what you're thankful for this time of year. Uh, Someone who I have a feeling is pretty darn thankful is Will Ospreay, who just signed a new contract with AEW. On Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer confirmed it was Barry Bloom who negotiated the contract, the same guy that did the Elite's contracts. Uh, Most of the specific details of Ospreay's deal remain unknown, uh, it was noted that several major promo- promotions were interested in signing Osprey, including WWE and New Japan. However, there are several advantages to working with AEW, uh, as Osprey will be able to continue to work with New Japan shows due to the working relationships between AEW and them. Uh, also, he'll be able to stay in England, much like Pac does, and still work with AEW. Also, it was noted that he likes Tony Khan. Uh, Justin... This is, as we find out some of these details, I think, especially like living in 
being able to stay in England, I imagine, was probably a huge bargaining chip for AEW. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, that 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 is where AEW is can be more attractive in some respects to the fact that they don't have the schedule that WWE does. They don't run three or four live events a week. Uh, and even even with, you know, there being collision now, AEW seems to be trying to make some effort to kind of keep, you know, an, an unofficial, unspoken uh, separation of roster. So, you you know what day you need to be in town for. So it is a lot easier, more, you know, accommodate. it's a lot easier to accommodate and more realistic to accommodate somebody flying in internationally uh, a few times a month. Um, you know, it's, and, and so, yeah, I, I'm not surprised if it allows him to still, you know, work with New Japan and, and, and foster what he's got built there. That makes sense. Obviously, that wouldn't be a case with WWE. Um, but yeah, I think the living thing's a huge thing. You know, the living, you know, the living thing is probably a huge thing. And I and I, I go back to somebody who now who is just, I mean, just firing all cylinders for WWE, who we'll talk about tonight. Once upon a time when Gunther had just come over and just started working in the NXT ranks uh, for the Stanford-based promotion, he was still <clears throat> still living internationally. And, you know, he did not want to have to relocate and live in the U.S., but obviously that has since, you know, he's at least got a temporary residency here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's paying off. He's, he's, he's doing quite well but that is a huge thing for uh, guys and girls internationally is you know do they want to leave where they're from and AEW and tony khan seems like they're gonna allow him to have what he has and also i'm sure he's gonna get paid a, a pretty nice uh, a pretty nice fee so yeah i have a feeling that i, I have a feeling that will osprey is gonna be wearing nicer shoes from now on jimmy uh <laughs> Now, you've obviously worked for WWE for a very long time. You've seen a lot of guys come and go. Uh, Does it surprise you that Will Ospreay chose AEW over WWE? No, uh, it it doesn't surprise me in the sense that for all those reasons that Justin just listed, but the major one, like he said, is the one that he's able to still, uh, you know, reside in his native UK as opposed to, you know, you know, the big thing back in the day when it, when I was there, everybody kind of moved to Florida for several reasons. One, you know, it got everybody sort of flying out of the same area and it all tax reasons, the whole bit. But, but and also the climate was also very favorable for a lot of people, too. But uh, I think that's the biggest reason, though, is the fact that he, you know, he doesn't have to relocate his family. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a huge thing because, you know, you've heard people talk about. Who, who have, you know, are from overseas that came over to the United States, their family stayed there, they miss birthdays, you miss weddings, you miss anniversaries, you miss all kinds of stuff, especially with that WWE schedule, because I've lived that schedule. So I know exactly what it's like. I've missed all those <laughs> things myself. So um, that that's probably the most attractive thing. And you also have to think, too, that um, he says he's friends with Tony Khan. I don't know if that's, you know... For me, that's, yeah, okay, but anyways. But that's not a big issue. The issue is, are they going to uh, utilize him correctly? And maybe he's worried that in WWE, because there are several brands and there are a lot of superstars there who are really good, will he be featured there? I think there's more of a chance that he will fit in with that diehard AEW audience. Mm -hmm. as. Right now, at least, anyways. Well, I think it's a good reminder that it's such a good thing that there are multiple options that can provide the way that AEW and a WWE can, because it does give him the option. I'm sure he probably got paid more because he was able to have those other options on the table as well. Uh, But also, for whatever, you know, obviously we'll have to see how things pan out with this contract. But 
you know, it, it gives him an option to do something that he wants to have the be able to stay in England, where if it was just a one one game in town, he'd be stuck and he either take it or leave it. Uh, so I think it's a good, I always say it's a good thing having these other options. I think it'll be fun to see what he can do. And I think like many people, once that contract has run out, he's going to be worth a lot more money. And so good for everybody all across the board. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking, you know, he's only, you know, he's, he's 30 years old. So, I mean, he's still, um, you know, he's, he's not old yet in yeah. the pro wrestling game. So you're right, Jack. I mean, he can, he can put himself and get the most consistent exposure to an American audience that he's ever had. And depending on how that goes over the next couple of years, assuming he signed a two or three year deal, um, who knows? He, he might have more leverage to, uh, to get more leverage in the negotiation game, both of the AEW and if WWE still had interest. True. Yes. 30 is, you know, when I was younger, I thought, man, 30, that's so old. But now I realize like 30 is nothing in pro wrestling. I feel like, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, when you look at guys like AJ Styles or Rey Mysterio or, uh randy orton whose name is going to come up later on today like i mean if he's 30 he still has potentially like 15 great years ahead of him so yeah absolutely and you know as long as he keeps that that sponge atmosphere attitude so to speak you're always learning in this business you're always evolving you're always changing and trying to adapt and as long as he keeps that attitude and say instead of a uh you know, all us old guys are saying a lot of the younger guys are thinking they know everything there is to know about that. You, you never know everything. You're always mm-hmm. learning. Absolutely. And so um, speaking of things changing, uh, there is a report that there's change in the air for WWE Raw, uh, although it's more in the cosmetic sense than the creative. A report on Monday revealed the promotion is looking to change the intro song for the red brand, which has used the track Greatness by Vo Williams for the past several years and may do so this week, may change it this week. Uh, I don't think we heard it this week, though. Um, But it looks like that won't be the only change. Uh, Fightful Select reports that there are other changes coming to music uh, from Raw's production uh, in regard to the music for match graphics, etc. Jimmy, I feel like this is kind of a much-needed update for Raw. I feel like the music has been around since... I feel like it's the same music since the pandemic era. I may be mistaken there, but I feel like this is old music. Uh, are you excited for a change potentially to the music of Raw? I don't know if I call it excited, but I, I I was kind of wondering when are they going to adapt? Because all those years, again, you mentioned being there all those years, I've been through all this different stages, the attitude era, the, uh, you know, ruthless aggression era, all that sort of stuff. Everything it changes. And I talked earlier about evolving and, and being different. You need to change your presentation up in little ways to, to keep mm-hmm. your audience instead of that. Oh, here we go. Same old thing. One of the things I'm going to talk about tonight when we get to it is uh, doing something over and over again. And people get tired of it mm-hmm. and, and, and and get the wrong. Oh, you know, and, uh, I know everybody has their favorite entrance music. Too raw from back in the day. I keep. I was thinking about it today. I said, well, "What was my favorite?" I said, "Yeah, didn't matter. I was just happy I was on the show." <laughs> Jimmy, I would. I think everyone here would love for you to try your best to sing your favorite raw theme over the years. No, it ain't happening. No, no karaoke tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like just. I feel like when it comes to these uh, intro themes, I couldn't tell you a single word of any of them but i feel like i know them all at the same time it's a weird it's a weird thing but um 
yeah, it feels like Justin. What are your thoughts? It's time for a fresh coat of paint on Raw. And you're the DJ here. You're supposed to know the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, I refused to uh, react, discuss, or opine anything with WWE in-house music until the great Jim Johnston is either brought back to work or acknowledged and put in the Hall of Fame. I, I, they did, they did, they did him dirty years ago. Vince did him dirty. They, they do absolutely need to put him in the Hall of Fame, one hundred percent. I absolutely agree. But uh, I will say, yeah, they, I call it things like. I don't know what he's saying on any of that, but I know it. I, I can see the video in my head, but I move to the music. Play yeah, music. I'm really surprised. Triple yeah. Triple H has been in charge now for creative for how long now? I cannot believe we don't have a motorhead track for Raw or SmackDown. That is true. Good call. Good call. Well, that might be changing. There's too. still time. There's still, still time. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Demon Diva, NYC Demon Diva in the chat saying, yeah, it feels like greatness is um, that's this. one. I know that one um, because they've had it for a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, in any case, let's talk about this this week's event, this week's raw. Before we do, as always, like, comment, share, subscribe. Hit us with a five star review on Apple Podcasts while you're around. Uh, that is always appreciated. If you're in the chat, thanks so much. Ethan Cruz, Stephen Camp, Beer Money, Adam Staples, MDB999, Tori, KOD, Baby Ice, Pit Milligan, and like I said, of course, NYC Demon Diva. If you're lurking, shout out to the lurkers. Always good to see you there as well. Uh, well, I guess I don't see you. You're lurking. That's the point. But it's just good a lurking. Here. Lurking. <laughs> just a lurking. So we start off. We start mm-hmm. off this week. Drew McIntyre uh, says that he's earned the right to talk, unlike Dominic Mysterio. Says he's never lied and is the same person he's always been, and he compares his actions to Cody's on SmackDown and shows us how hypocritical we all are. Drew clarifies he's not joining the Judgment Day, just their War Games team, because he wants a chance to get Jay Uso in the ring, or in a cage, I should say. Um, eventually, Jay Uso comes out. Then the Judgment Day comes out. Then Team Good Guys come out. Adam Pierce gets in the way. He brings Law to the ring, and he says that we need to have the advantage match tonight, and we need to know who team member number five is tonight. And that is how we kick things off. Justin, I thought this was an absolute pitch-perfect way to start a go-home show to War Games. What say you? Yeah, I mean, they efficiently accomplished a lot of business. Uh, naturally, you start the show with Drew McIntyre because we last ended Raw with Drew and his heel turn. So you you want to hear from the man. I, I mean, this is the case with a lot of guys, but I mean, he it's definitely uh, emboldened with him. He is such a good heel, maybe a better heel than he is babyface. Um, you know, just the, just the look that he can provide and his voice and, and everything that you know, what he was saying to the crowd. But yeah, you so you you get reaction from Drew. Uh, we, we need to get the advantage decided, as you said. We need also you know, this babyface team needs another member. So, like, we address all of it. Reasons to tune in. Here's how we're going to solve it. We're going to have an a, advantage match. We're going to, you better tell us who your fifth person is before the end of the night. So, I thought it was great. It, it set everything up, like you said, for a go home show that needs to be addressed. Yeah, Jimmy, what I loved about Drew McIntyre here is most of the time, the, the turn, you know, we always make fun of the you people. Uh, comment that you people mm-hmm. turned on me you did this but i like how drew mcintyre 
kind of flipped it and just said, look, I haven't changed. I'm the same Drew McIntyre I've always been. I've been saying I'm going to do this. And look, Cody Rhodes isn't getting over it either. Why do you love him? I liked it. Right. He didn't He didn't tell us. He showed us. Yeah, it, it was very interesting. And, and I love the opening too. Well, obviously, the video package that opened the show. We got the intro. And, and you go to, a, it's almost like a cold open. After all that, with Drew standing in the ring instead of getting that entrance and the fans booing right away. And, you know, and like you said, what he said was he was it wasn't personal against anybody else except for Jay. He almost referred to or, or did he refer to Cody as collateral damage? He did. I yeah. think he's, I think he did actually say that in the promo. So it's, it's he he's specifying that, like you say, he hasn't joined Judgment Day. He's just on their team to get back at Jay and get Jay inside the cage. And I like that they've set up uh, what what was to happen later in the show and and also leave you in suspense thinking, okay, they have to announce a fifth member. Thank you to uh, Adam Pierce, general mm-hmm. manager, who had a heck of a night tonight, let's put it that way. And, and it made you want to find out who that fifth member was going to be. So the, they accomplished their goals, I think, in making people interested in sticking around. At least I think. Yeah, and Justin, I want to go back to you. I what I love about this too is by saying that we need to find out tonight. I love that they they kind of put a bow on it. They said, "Look, you're gonna find out tonight." So there was no, "I hope we find out." Will we find out? I don't know. I knew I have to tune in. I'm gonna find out sometime in the next three hours. Uh, yeah, it was a um, uh, it, it was is the equivalent of the old fashioned limousine pulling up and we wait all night to find out who's in a limousine. You know, we didn't need to, we didn't need to have a limousine. It just needed to be, we, there's a fifth roster spot that's going to be filled. You're going to find out tonight. So yeah, you're right. It's just, it gives you, it gives you a reason to tune in more, more so than just the match. You know, that there's going to be some reveal. Now I will say, and we'll get to it. I thought the reveal was a little bit less than I was expecting, but I guess they really want to stretch this pop out. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, Speaking of pops, we got a big match right after this one. Nia Jax versus Raquel Rodriguez. The story is Raquel can't lift Nia Jack, and it ends up costing Raquel, who gets annihilated. Apparently, that's the name of the bonsai drop that uh, Nia Jax is using. Uh, Jax with a clean win. Uh, Justin, I was at AEW uh, Full Gear this weekend. It was an amazing show. Had a great time. Uh, but I definitely understand in person, the idea of having too many matches on a show sometimes. The, but as I was watching this matchup, the reason I bring this up is I just feel like this feels like a premium live event, and they're just giving us this matchup. Do you think it was the right call to, you know, as I mean, it's not really a pay-per-view anymore, but give it away for free, or should they have saved this one for Survivor Series? No, I don't think they should have saved it for Survivor Series. I, I I don't disagree that it's this could have been on a PLE and and what have you, but but specifically the Survivor Series, you know we've heard Triple H say in these press conferences, you know he doesn't want these things to go on forever and these shows already going along as is. Each War Games match is going to occupy the better part of an hour, so <clears throat> you have two of them. So I I think it's wise to kind of keep that a very trim and lean Survivor Series card. Uh, and you know, so I you know I'm fine with putting it out there. I mean, there's, there's a few other matches tonight on Raw you could have made a case that could be, you know, PLE or pay per view quality worth. No, I, I thought this was a good match. They, these two could certainly have a match again in the future, and you can you can you can do a lot building off the can Raquel, you know, 
can't she slam Nia Jax? Can't she lift her? You know, what have you? There's, there's more to be done. I thought that they had the crowd. I thought this match for for what it was, for what both of these ladies' abilities are. I thought that they did a, a really. This started what ended up being such a female heavy episode of Raw tonight. Uh, I think I got I to give the, the shout to uh, Fightful. I think it was their Twitter account that that was keeping track based upon all the women that we saw, not necessarily just wrestling, but that's that were on commentary, that were backstage, that appeared to the crowd. Like 27 female talents were featured on screen tonight. Wow. Wow. Between the, between the matches and between the segments. So um, no, I, I thought this set the tone for what was a very successful night for the women performers in WWE. Yeah, that, that is a, that is a great stat. Um, hmm. But uh, Jimmy, any thoughts on, on this one? I, I do think that, you definitely have a rematch baked in there right away with a Raquel eventually getting her able to lift Nia Jax. Uh, but this was, this is a slug fest. What did you think of it? I thought, I thought it was, it was a, a heck of a match. The ladies really, really put out there. They, they worked really hard at first. You could tell that the audience was a little bit skeptical on what they were going to get. And they got the audience. They mm-hmm. got them involved into it very much. And as, as I like to say on here a lot, the audience is who tells you whether it's working or not. And that, that match was working big time. And they told a heck of a story. It was two strong ladies. You know, can, can, can Raquel get her up for that, uh, you know, for this land, for this? And, and, and it ended up costing her in the end. And now the story going forward is, especially if they're going to do a rematch, you know, Nia could brag that, see, you don't have it in you. You can't do it. And yes, I can. And and go on from there. So I think they did two things in this. Yes. We talked about how many times getting over without going over. I think Raquel did a heck of a job of, of showing that she's got it. Now we're just going to see if she could do it later on in a rematch. Yeah, Jack, I'll make this claim. I'll say that in the history of the company and I'm, and I'm including the WWF, the WWWF, in the history of this company, there has never been a deeper, active women's division as it pertains to storylines. It is not just fighting off of just the, the the women's title. There is more going on just below that of just women having issues and settling them, uh, dynamics. Like there's, they have never been this deep with quality, consistent booking and storytelling of feuds and women in the history of this company. That's 70 plus years. That's, that's wow. a, that's an accomplishment for yeah. them. Oh, and I, I agree. And I would say so many of them right now, if they were to challenge for the title, I would say, I buy it 100. You know, if, if you yeah. said Nia Jax's challenge, I'd say, I buy that Raquel just lost. So it's a little weird to say it, but I'd buy Raquel challenging. I'd buy so many of these people, you know, Zoe, I think, is is getting there. I think Shayna Baszler's right there. I think there's so many people that could just challenge tomorrow. And I'd say, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm just talking about Raw. I'm not even talking about the right. other brands. It's crazy. And that's the, that's the beauty of it, because like you said, you can believe that, you know, certain individuals can win in any match as opposed to, you know, going into the match thinking, oh, I don't see so-and-so winning. And I don't see. And that seems to happen a lot lately, especially with the audience. And you can see it and hear it or not hear it, at least uh, uh, on TV. Yeah, we have a super chat from Maya Lee saying. I'm so proud of all the women tonight. They really delivered. I'm loving Piper right now. Her with Chelsea, uh, so much better uh, than when she was with Eva. 
I, I think uh, I, I, what I love about the, the Piper Chelsea pairing is it wasn't their first choice, but they found a way to make it feel like it was their first choice. Uh, and, and it's working. That's the main thing. It's working. The, the, the two contrasting personalities, it, it just, it works. Let's just put it. Yeah. F- finally, we're not taking a uh, proverbial dewdrop drop on the women's division, the booking. drop. That song slapped though. Jim Johnston does not approve. And, and, and going back to what uh, the comment that uh, Justin made earlier about uh, you know the the amount of women in the stories, and th- I agree with him totally. And this is coming from a guy who who was you know uh, honored to have refereed the very first Survivor Series uh, in in Cleveland with the ladies match, and there were five tag teams on each side. There were so many wonderful women back in those mm-hmm. days, and but this roster is just like stacked. And like you said, Justin, with stories. Yes. What year? What year was your first Survivor Series? First Survivor what was it? Oh or you God. did the very first one first, of the, the very first, the very first one. So eighty-seven. So yes, eighty-seven. Okay. Yeah, d- remember driving down to Cleveland, having my car break down. But anyways, uh, <laughs> no, not down, coming home, coming home. Dad. But uh, that's a long, another story. Those, those old K cars were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we move on. We have a couple of backstage backstage segments. Uh, Judgment Day first. Priest is upset that Drew was added to the team without his say, and now he wants to be in the advantage match. But Rhea says, hold off until Drew gets here. And when Drew does, he shows up and says he wants to be in the advantage match. And Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest get along famously. <laughs> they end up deciding that Drew will take the advantage match. Uh, on the good guy's side, they say it'll be Jay Uso in the advantage match and that Cody Rhodes has an old friend he can call. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, when Cody said that he has an old friend he could call before we knew who it was, it clearly had to be a huge name, right? Cause I, I was thinking about it. If it, if it wasn't the two, the two people everyone was predicting was Randy Orton or CM Punk. And I was thinking if it's not one of them, all due respect to KO or who else, it's just going to feel like a letdown with the way they built this up, right? Well, I'll give you one other name that I never thought of until I saw somebody on uh, Twitter tonight or X, whatever, um, posted as like a trolling, like obviously it's not this it's not this person because we all think we know, but would have made sense in the story. Who did Cody get a huge sign of respect from after their war in the ring earlier this year? Brock, Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar. So I will say that when I saw that, I went, all right, I'm pretty sure it's not Brock, but that's actually a pretty cool, you know, that's a pretty cool th- one to think out there. Uh, you know, and, and, and quite frankly, is far more realistic and possible than CM Punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so that, you know, yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously Orton is the, is the one that, you know, is in the forefront of mind and, mm-hmm. and, and real quick, cause I know we'll get back to, to that later. Um, I thought I think it's interesting that we got Drew and Jay tonight because that to me more one more reason to confirm what I think we all want, which is after war games this weekend, we're done with Judgment Day as we know it, and then these baby faces as we know it. Something's gonna get blown up. Whether Judgment Day gets blown up, whether Priest cashes in, 
whether there's more swerves and turns, like, like they could have, they could have if they wanted to. Because remember, there's two months after Survivor Series. There's two months until the next PLE, and that's Royal Rumble. So there's time. They could have dragged out Drew and Jay to make it a big main event for a future Raw, just to keep that story going. But the fact that they gave it to us tonight tells me they're planning to like let this be the big blow off that it should that War Games should be. There should be no chapter after war games with these current participants in their current place so that was also just for me like yes let's all get our blow-offs out of the way here so we can move on after this war games match yeah i that, that was another one i thought was kind of surprising we got it this early but to your point justin i think it's a, a good call because i think we're all ready to move on from it uh jimmy i i do want to talk to you a bit about the dysfunction in judgment day whether it be between Priest and Rhea Ripley, whether it be Drew McIntyre coming involved. Uh, something they talked about later on, too. We'll just batch this in together. Neither team is without the cracks. You know, right. both teams have their issues. And that's kind of a fun thing about War Games. It feels like we haven't seen it in the past few iterations. I, I guess so. But, uh, but lately, it seems like all factions are having issues. And that's making it not unique. And maybe it's unique for the War Games match itself. Like, I, I, you got me thinking now. I'm trying to think, was there a team that went into War Games that wasn't on the same page, where everyone wasn't on the same page, technically speaking? Like, right now, you know, mm -hmm. of course, Drew McIntyre is saying to Damian Priest, yes, we can work together and be on the same page, but still there's that friction there. And what about with J.D. McDonough? Is that, right. has that been put to the side as well? You know, because we're focusing on the Drew Damien Priest as opposed to JD and Damien Priest. So there's still a lot of questions there. And even on the babyface side, there's still a little bit of eh, tension there. I should say, again, I mean, in recent years, obviously, if you go back, there's been tension with teams in the past. But I feel like in the previous year, it's been like the undisputed era and they're good to go or whatever that right. has been together. Um so we move on and we get to Becky Lynch versus Zia Lee. And it is a bangers and mash of a match with Becky Lynch getting the win. Post-match damage control shows up to attack Becky Lynch. But team good gals show up and fight them off. Uh, Jimmy, this I, I want to I talk to you about Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch is a star. Top, mm -hmm. I mean, WrestleMania main eventer, cover of the video game, one of the biggest stars in WWE, but I think I've enjoyed her more the past few months working with NXT and, and people like Xia Li than I've enjoyed her in a very long time. I can imagine there's a lot of people saying, look, she's a star. She should be in the world title picture, but I think she's doing great right here. Am I crazy? No, you're not because what she's doing now is she's elevating the other gals. And that's exactly what she's doing with Xia Li. They have this, this, I hate to use the word chemistry, but mm -hmm. hey, you know, when they're in the ring together, they perform. And it's this match was awesome. And it was like the second good women's match in the first hour to, to, to Justin's point about the, the women being featured tonight. Man, what a feature this match was. They all excelled. And what Becky is doing, as you said, by going down to NXT and then, you know, having those matches down there and coming back up to the quote unquote main roster and doing the same thing. She's elevating the women's division because she is just that good and that biggest star right now. Yeah. Uh, Justin, um, I, like I said, I love this one. I love the match. I think Zia Lee looked great. My, my one, if I want to pick nits, you know, Nick nitpick things a little bit, 
I felt like the the whole thing that happened after the match, which was great, kind of made me forget about all the great stuff Zia Lee had just done. Am I overlooking into this, or is there a point there? No, it's fair. Uh, that's something that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's something that uh, my, myself or Jimmy, I think, would point out, point out on Wednesday nights that we see, uh, you know, happen. Whereas it's like you, you try to do a good thing for somebody, but then you you do a lot more. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't maybe there's a way that they could have tried to even if it was like have the match end maybe build in a commercial i don't know I, I but i agree there was a lot that goes on and you know by the nature of war games because you have so many participants it, you know you're trying to keep score of everybody that it makes it even harder to do to to fall but of course you want to build that war games match you want to you know so I do think there could have been something there. Uh, my positive here is, uh, you know, obviously, Becky, you know, she was the dance. She led the dance. She certainly helped Zia Lee, but Zia Lee is still Zia Lee. She is still out there, and I think that this was a match that was a statement match that she belongs on Raw. She could she can hang with uh, and work with, um, you know, one of the best that WWE has. Um, I'm a big fan of Zia Lee. My big my, my, my nitpick would be this. And I saw this, we saw this promo commercial air prior to this match. And then we saw it again later after this match is that, and it's really kind of problematic when it airs after this match is that then, you know, Zylee hard fault match against Becky. She loses. Okay. Uh, still got over without going over. But then later we get, the, we get this promo again of like Zylee. She's challenging for the NXT women's title, but they refer to her as the unstoppable Zylee. And it's like, well, no, she's stoppable. I just saw her get beat. So that I will say, it is an interesting choice to have her in this big marquee match against Becky Lynch that had this week's promotion going into it. She loses, didn't get. I mean, you know, she lost valiantly, but she lost. But then you're trying to sell me on that she's unstoppable and she's coming for this NXT World Title tomorrow night. I, I, I think they're. I think Sean and Hunter probably should have had this. Probably should have been a different. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, and I said, Monday morning quarterback. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, but there probably should have been a different path to this. I think. Very yeah. fair. Jimmy, it, speaking of that, if Zia Lee gets the win tomorrow, does that kind of erase this loss in some ways? And if she loses, does taking two back-to-back -back big losses hurt her that bad, or has she already kind of established herself? Well, she hasn't quite established herself yet. She's getting there, but hasn't gotten there. So another loss tomorrow night, depending... It, again, it all depends on how it's done. It, it, it's it's gonna it's a tough situation to be in. Like Justin said, maybe there should have been a little more thought put into this. You know, having her on tonight and having her lose the match again, valiant effort, but at the same time, an L, and two mm -hmm. L's in a row, two nights in a row, may not be a good thing for her at this time. So speaking of taking losses, uh, Kaiser and Vinci, they're uh, they're button heads. They're, things aren't going well because there's only room for one in the doghouse. <laughs> so, uh, Ludwig Kaiser has a match with Johnny Gargano. Uh, it ends when Vinci comes out to help and it doesn't work out. So uh, Kaiser loses and later Gunther says maybe he put the wrong guy in charge. Uh, Justin, I want to talk to you about this one. I feel like this was the best... The, the crowd was up for Gargano in this one more than they have been in weeks past. Yeah, it was a where were they? Grand Rapids tonight. Um, it was a pretty good crowd overall. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was one of the better 
reactions for Gargano. I mean, Gargano is from Cleveland. He came up and, and toured the Ohio-Michigan you know, loop a lot. So I think there probably were a few extra people that organically know Johnny Gargano prior to his WWE time. That's always a helping hand. But yeah, this this was a significant win for him because we I think we've said he, you know, he he hasn't had a lot of wins, and this was kind of a good one for him against Kaiser, who's who's been forefront of Raw. Uh, I got to, you know, I got to say, I know we'll talk about Gunther here in a few minutes, but I'm kind of wondering what is what, what are we doing here? Like Kaiser is such the comical but yet credible, you know international heel right you know he's a guy they, they can chant usa at and he sticks his nose up and he's he's whatever but part of me kind of feels like they're like there's like a we're like slow playing the start of like are we like gonna turn him like baby face in a weird way and he's gonna be the one who's gonna get ostracized from imperium and then could he be the one that tries to challenge his ring general for that title like that's that's the little feeling i got tonight of like oh are we was this the first seed of this really truly starting to get watered that that's where we're going yeah i think that's that's an interesting take jimmy what what say you that that is an interesting take i didn't think of that think of it that way i just uh, see unfortunately for me it's just another group that is having internal trouble you see if Mm -hmm. it wasn't happening with so many other groups maybe i would feel the same way as justin or or at least accept it a little bit more to me it just feels like here's another group that just having you know coexistent issues mm-hmm. at this time and um the, to the point about go, getting over without going over but that is true but eventually you have to go over as well and that's that's what happened that's what helped big time for johnny gargano tonight who helped kane and daniel bryan back in the day we they need dr shelby they all, all the groups need Dr. Shelby. Dr. Shelby, yes. Dr. Shelby, always welcome. In no, uh, I will say, I, I don't think we're done with Imperium for a little bit here because they got those new jackets now. So they got to they gotta sell that merch for a little bit. Those jackets didn't look cheap. So if they got some of those in a warehouse, they're going to make sure those get sold before they break this team up, I think. Um, I guess. Yeah. I still, I, I, I'm still waiting to get my Ribera jacket, but anyway. <laughs> You don't have a Robert jacket. I never got one. No, I don't mean to send this insulting, Jimmy. You know I love you, and I love I love all your brothers and, and stripes. Is it common that the that the that the refs that obviously have worked to a certain stature and and, and time is it common that a ref can get a jacket or like I don't know like is that... well the ones the ones that have been there I I I haven't had the pleasure of going because I'm always the guy setting up or tearing down. Oh, so I was, you know, unfortunately never blessed to have a Rivera steak. Oh, that's screwed up, man. You deserve I know. your Rivera yeah. steak. Thank you. Uh, well, you have up. you have a jacket in um, spirit, I say. I have a Steamboat's Mid-Atlantic gym jacket that looks like a Rivera. But anyways, that's. <laughs> <laughs> you probably got a bunch of cool merch there. I If you oh. ever have a, if you ever have a garage sale, Jimmy, you're going to get a lot of people showing uh, you've, yeah. you've racked up. You, all right. Well, so you don't have a Robert jacket. You never got to go and have the Robert steak. I'm sure you got to go to Connecticut and rack up a pretty good tab of Calhouns, right? What? Oh my goodness. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even start. Things you can't talk about. Cafe, <laughs> <Kayfabe>, brother. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So uh, Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark run into each other in the Judgment Day hangout spot. Uh, Zoe kind of talks some trash and makes fun of all the decorations that are up and uh, Rhea Ripley says she's going to get hers at Survivor Series. Not a whole lot here, Jimmy, but uh, what were your thoughts? I, I guess Zoe Stark is the one that I think is is really trying. We're trying to get to stand out here. Do you think she did a good job walking into the dungeon of Judgment Day? Um, I, I was okay with it because it made her look like she's you know really invested in 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 winning this title from Rhea Ripley and even telling her that she's walking away with the title which is very interesting because usually when they do, uh, when baby faces do it, I, I guess she's the baby face in this one since <laughs> see, it's hard to tell. And it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those situations where who do I want to get? Do I want to see Rhea finally lose that title? But do I want to see her lose it to Zoe? Uh, to, uh, Jimmy, I, Jimmy, Jimmy, I promise you, I promise you. And I'll, and I'll text you. We'll, we'll text Saturday night. I okay. promise you. That comes Survivor Series in Chicago. This that crowd is going to be full fledged behind Rhea. Yeah. From the from the reaction standpoint, she's going to have to be the babyface of the match. Yeah, but I don't disagree with that. You know, I don't want to uh, sound like someone else here, but they 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 are a very smart crowd in Chicago. Maybe to a, a not in a good way. Let's put it that way. But Rhea, Rhea's over. She just <laughs> she's in that weird. She's in that you don't. She's in a rarefied air. You don't often get in that space where the office is legitimately pushing you. The crowd is not resisting that. Oh, they're you're shoving it down the throat. Like the crowd mm-hmm. is embracing, but it's like she's so unique and so good. They just they kind of like. All right, I know we're supposed to boo her, but oh, I kind of want to cheer mommy and 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 I'll boo, I'll boo Dom and she's. I feel bad for Zoe. Actually, Zoe's going to have a, a an uphill, an uphill climb Saturday. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I think someone like Rhea, you get to a point where you're so good that there's too much respect. I think to boo you, kind of like Randy Orton can do the most vile things now, and we'll still cheer him. You know, uh, mm-hmm. just because he's so good. I think that Rhea Ripley, kind of. Yeah, I'm not comparing her to Randy Orton, but like I think she's kind of <laughs> getting there where like. She's so good. I, I can't boo her. She's she's too good at what she does. She's in a she, she kind of is. This is a cliche statement and a great movie title. She's in a league of their own, but that's pretty true because every time we run into these things where she's got a big match, what do I say to you guys? I don't believe that that person's going to beat Rhea Ripley. I don't believe. I mean, it was cool that Zoe like had the audacity to go into the judgment day dungeon which by the way talking about merchandise that's a great merchandise employee I mean, they got all the merch yeah. everywhere you know mm-hmm. so great great got a merch sales there with uh as you're talking about imperium jackets right so it's nice that you know let's share the audacity to to go into ria's bat cave but like i still don't believe she's gonna beat Rhea ripley and i, I don't just, and, I, and i don't know who i'm gonna believe i i just don't i don't want to sorry to interrupt you there jack it's just it's just i just don't want it to be the them liking Rhea going man she's great as a heel I want, you know, if, if they're going to, if they're liking this, then that should start lighting some 
flipping some switches in people's heads going, maybe there's a time where we can turn her baby face almost like in a female stone cold kind of way. And, 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 you know, and it's, Take off with this, but but you know what's tough about that, Jimmy? I I, I agree with the whole philosophy of what you're going at. It, like, don't change much of her. Let her still pretty much be what she is, but just again somehow try to flip it to where she's on the babyface side of the fence, going against heels. What I think is tough about that is that she's surrounded. She she's the priest is the leader right now, as we're saying. But, but mm-hmm. perception is we all believe that she's the leader, right? Which is cool. Also, that we have a, a female that is the leader of this male faction, male dominated faction, but. WWE doesn't, and I'm not suggesting that they should. WWE does not do intergender anymore. They don't, there is no male physically doing anything to a female. So it's almost a little tricky to have her be able to make that stone cold kind of switch when you can't, you can't get, it's harder to get sympathy on her. It's not like you can't have the guys physically do something to her because that's, that's not necessarily in, in the taste that we want. You know what I mean? Like you can't, right. you can't have priests slap her, and you know what I mean. It's so it's almost hard to get that sympathy on it to make it, make it all make sense. I, I think that's a that's a really weird predicament that they might be in. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Judgment Day will just explode before something like that happens. But uh, baby, I'm saying I support cheering heels. I got bad news for you, baby. I if you're cheering them, they're not a heel. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, right. I know they're you can not, talk about what not... they're doing. It doesn't matter if you're cheering for them. They're not a heel. If you dislike Baron Corbin, I don't care if you're going to write me a freaking college essay on all the reasons why he's turned off the TV and he did this and that. If you dislike Baron Corbin, he's a really good heel. And I can say that about several others. Just be, you can't outsmart logic. If you don't like him, you don't like him. They're doing the job. Stop trying to outsmart the, the this, this, this thing. Yeah, yep. just 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 to give you a little a little thing really quickly here. Uh, when I used to attend all the Maple Leaf Garden shows, there was a group of guys. There a small group of guys. They used to cheer all the heels only mm-hmm. because they thought it was fun for yeah. them to do. That's that's how they amused themselves by cheering all the heels and booing all the baby faces. Well, it's if well if you're if you're cheering the if, like I said if you if you cheer them they're your face if you boo them they're your heel. It doesn't matter. What they're doing on TV, it doesn't matter how they're portrayed. If you like them, they're a face. That's it. Nia Jax is a great heel for all yeah. these reasons. There right. are people that will try to tell you why. And it's like, no, no, you're just talking yourself into a, into a shoot here. Mm-hmm. She's good at her right. job. Yep. Right. That's, uh, why she, that's why they brought her back. <laughs> uh, as we move on to, uh, we got some tag team uh Tag team turmoil. Chelsea and Piper are upset they have to share a locker room with everyone else. And so everyone else shows up and they want a tag team title shot. So we get a four-way uh, with Natty and Tegan, Caden and Katana, Indy and Candice, and Maxine and Ivy. Every team gets their moments. Uh, but really, it was Chelsea Crane who stole the show on commentary. Uh, Natty and Tegan get the win. Uh, and next week, we're going to get let the fellas do the same thing. Uh, Justin, I was wondering, I, I, I get Natty and Tegan. I think it's going to be a great tag team. I think it's a great tag team here. I felt like though, as I was watching this, it felt like Maxine and Ivy were really stealing the show in the ring a lot. Maybe that was just what I was taking away. Uh, did the right team win? I think so. Um, you know, Natty has such 
I mean, she she's the longest tenure there, and and and, and WWE's been one to push, um, you know, Tegan to just come back. I mean, I, I think, I think all the teams had some high spots. You know, th- this was kind of like that chicken or the egg kind of thing, where it's like, you watch this match, all the entrances happened, I think, on commercial, if I recall right. So we did not get to hear the crowd reacting to the entrances. Um, you know, not all of these teams or ladies are on every week or on them and or get a lot of time or the most prominence. But at the same time, the only way to get the audience eventually invested is you have to put them out there for the audience to absorb. So it's kind of, again, it's that ch- what comes first, chicken or egg. It's like the, the crowd was kind of dead at some points in this match, and all these ladies tried to have some creative high spots, and there were some creative ones that I don't, you know, you don't see uh, often. You know, so they're trying. Um, so this was just this was tough. I thought this was like, uh, and it was also interesting talking about counter programming and, and such. Um, this match is going on right as the Monday Night Football game is going to halftime. So I'm thinking, all right, well, if there's a chance that people might start scrolling through their guide, these ladies have a little bit of an opportunity here to try to, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was what it was, but I do think the right team won. Um, but again, going back to what I said earlier with that stat, this was, you know, we are putting time and effort towards, we're going to establish these women and their characters. We're going to give them time and you're going to start to get to know them. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Jimmy, like I said, I feel like Chelsea Green was awesome on commentary. She just gets it. Piper as well. Uh, But I said just a second ago, Maxine and Ivy, Justin saying the right team won. I think, does this not mean that the tag team, that they did the right thing because we're split on how this could have turned out? Um, I guess you can make that point. But uh, of the two, of the four teams, those are the uh, two that I would have, uh, guessed or, mm-hmm. or at least anticipated uh, winning this opportunity and winning the match and winning this opportunity. The only thing is, though, in this type of match, at times I felt it got very clustered. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you talk about how many times have I talked about 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag? They did some great stuff, but there was just at times it felt like too much going on for the crowd to uh, get behind. And, and you talk about not remembering certain moments because of that, you forgot certain things that happened in this match. And all you do remember is who won and um, did the right team win the match. You can make an argument that one of the right teams won the match. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and it's, and it's again, here's a team. Tegan Knox is, is someone they want to elevate. Uh, Natty is someone who elevates people. Now, obviously her association with Tegan elevates her and a big win by uh, Chelsea and Piper against someone. Let's say Natty's the one who suffers the loss for her team in this one. Uh, again, more about elevating other talent. And Natty is just great at that. Uh, so I was going to say this real quick. My whole thing is about who's going to challenge Rhea? Who do I believe? I don't think Natty's ever really got this in earnest. And maybe if she did, it was probably during the Divas time or during a, a, a lesser credible time for the women's division if they if they did one of the beautiful vignettes and stories and, and many things that many series and documentaries they could do on natty and obviously all the history she has with this business and her family if they did that and like natty was like look i'm you know i'm, I'm I, I got i got fewer years left i'm on the back end of this run but i still have not got to do what i want to do if we set up like natty wanted to have some kind of like family redemption resume kind of run and 
if they built it properly, and, and a lot of it can be done through production, which WWE is uh, the, the, the Scorsese's of, of it, I I could probably believe if you built that up, I could probably believe her versus Rhea that oh, they're gonna Natty's gonna do this and Natty and and you know and bring Brett into the fold, whatever, whatever. I I'm, I feel like Natty's been around. She's been such a good soldier, but she has never got her just due. You know, they especially with the team they have making videos at WWE, they could make a Natty video that would be incredible i'm yeah. sure like it's just because especially if you go back to when she first started like the people she was in the ring with and how you'd realize like, i think that would really emphasize how long yeah. she's been doing this you're like oh mm-hmm. wow she was in the ring with her that's right she's been here forever she, yeah she went through bra and panties she went through total divas she went like if you started to if, if you started the monday after survivor you start next monday if you started next monday that she they lost the tag team and she's going to go singles again. And you really truly built this thing. You could build her to mania. And I probably make me believe she wins the rumble. Probably make me believe that she's going to mania and that she's challenging me Ripley and like, and make it a big deal. And I would, that's probably the most believable that I've had in Rhea's run of like, Oh, Rhea's in trouble. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do want to say, I saw a, a comment about Caden uh, Carter and Katana chance. Uh, I think uh, by Adam Staples here. I think that uh, they're a team I'd like to see do well too. I they, I I need to see them get some dubs though. Hmm. Uh, I know the team I mentioned just got paired together, but that's why I thought you know they're they're doing stuff. So I thought that, that might have some momentum. Caden Carter and Katana Chance had that awesome move off the turnbuckle though, where like they do the hand like one of them does the handstand on the other one and hmm. they spin and splash onto the two. That's a finisher right there. They need to start winning matches with that. That's so cool. Um, as we move forward to uh, Miz and Gunther had a stare down, and it wasn't Miz TV. It was actually just a, a promo. Uh, Miz says WWE is built on respect, and Gunther says that he has no respect for Miz. Miz says he's an entertainer like all the great Intercontinental Champions, and Miz will do anything to win. Gunther calls Miz a little weirdo, and then Gunther bullies Miz until Miz uses a low blow to get the upper hand and leave Gunther Lane. Uh, Jimmy, I-, I tweeted this, but uh, Gunther line of the night for me, and it was, and uh, this 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 one line did so much. It was just, it sounded like a throwaway line, but it did so much. He said, uh, referring to the fans, Gunther says, uh, "All the other weirdos who are just like you," <sighs> because it's so hard. I feel like if Miz said, "I'm just like all of you," we'd say, "No, you're not. You're the Miz. You spent." Mm-hmm. A decade telling us how much you're better, how you're better than us. But when Gunther said it, it did me. Yeah, he's like us. We're together. Like Gunther paved the way for the Miz here. Uh, I get exactly what you're saying, but I don't. I did. I just didn't appreciate the word. Uh, not appreciate it. I didn't think the word weirdo was the right one. <laughs> it sounded just so. Uh, uh, maybe it fits with the Gunther character, and it just it, it just went zip over my head, but. If he'd have called, uh, you know, the the audience uh, uh, wannabes, like Miz was a wannabe, that uh, maybe mm-hmm. that would have worked differently. I don't know. It just it just felt weird hearing weirdos. It was kind of like, again, uh, I, I don't want to sound like I'm Captain Cool or anything like that because I know the new terminology. But there's got to be a different word than weirdo. I th- I think you disqualified yourself from Captain Cool when you used the phrase Captain Cool. <laughs> uh, as my daughter would say as i hear her talking to her friends 
Gunther would say the Miz is sus. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting the demo, Justin. I. <laughs> Uh, did, I know, I, that, that's that's a for real. Let, let the chat. Somebody in the chat room sh- certainly has got to be a dad with kids my ages. That's it's sus. Sus. You're sus, bro. Oh, oh I started something here. I don't know. Was yeah, is Captain Cool. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna start calling you that from now on. I, I think it's gonna stick better than corduroy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but Justin, your thoughts on this segment? Uh. And how do you feel it did building us up to Survivor Series? I, I mean, <laughs> verbiage aside, and I, I think Jimmy's got a point. Verbiage aside, though, to that on that particular one, I thought one of the things you said, first thing, the key is that it wasn't a Miss TV. Miss TV is kind of, you know, that, that is subconsciously to us that it's, 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 it's Miz as a heel. It's Miz as a goofball. It's Miz as the guy you want to see get his ass kicked. So I'm glad it was not a Miz TV. I think that's a that's a subtle thing that that goes a long way. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jack. Um, I, I I wasn't a I was against Miz having this babyface turn. I said you're taking his fastball away from him, but I but uh, you know he's making it work. He's doing his role again. Probably all the more reason of just why this guy is, you know, so great, and he is a, a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, as Gunther acknowledges. Gunther on the mic though, uh, verbiage aside of weirdos and whatever, Gunther killed it. In high school, Mike, you were getting bullied. You looked up to all these wrestlers. And then you went and become a wrestler. And the same guys you looked up to, they bullied you too because you don't belong. Like, it was just a, it was like, holy hell. Like, way to just shoot a man's life down. And then they, the crowd starts chanting USA. I can't remember the last time I heard that. And he just dismisses that. Like, oh, you morons. I'll chant your three letters as if that's going to debilitate me. Like, Gunther, for, for you know, for a guy who, again, like I said, when he started in NXT, uh, he was a great. I mean, he was always a great wrestler. We, you know, when he was Walter, he was always a great wrestler. Um, he was not yet adapt to the WWE style, and and we've heard that tossed around. I can tell you a few examples with him. He was not comfortable, as comfortable as, as you wanted to be with time cues, with camera cues. The cameraman, or sometimes in addition to the cameraman, there's a stagehand who's giving you time, who's counting you down, or is telling you where to look, or hey, we're coming out of replay. Look here. He was not comfortable with that stuff. For as dominant of a monster as he could be in the ring, you could watch him, and he had quarterback rookie eyes dashing that he was trying to follow what was going on. He has come such a long way, and of course, he's in the history books now with this icy title run. He's come such a long way. It, 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 it's, it's quite a story. And this IC title, I think, again, there's two months now between Survivor Series and Rumble. I think they should build a Raw around a Gunther main event against somebody, against whoever that somebody's going to be, and, and have him lose it. I think he needs to lose it. You need to build a Raw around it. It's, it's, it's got the equity. And then go into Rumble. He's aiming for a world title. And as I've said many times, and I reiterate it again, He's got world title aspirations on the mind until he runs into a beast. And that's your mania match for Gunther. That would be, be a good mania main event. I or made a match. I mean, it could be main event, I guess. But uh, but yeah, this was I thought this was a great promo from both guys. I've never seen someone shoot down the USA chant quite like that uh, in, a, in a brilliant way. Um, but uh, it, I, I can't remember how he said it. He's like, 
that's like the weakest way to self-identify or something right. like that. Right, but but, how, but how how smart is that? I mean, for the last fifty years, we've heard USA chants at the Iron Sheik, at mm-hmm. you know Sergeant Slaughter when he defects, at Muhammad Hassan, at Yokozuna. Let's just pick every fo- every foreign heel we can, and it's like USA. Like the the sound of USA chants is 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 piercing their ears, and they're in pain, and they're agitated. He's there, cool, calm, and collective, looking like a diehard master villain, and in mm-hmm. a suit, and just looks around, going, "That's the best you got is to yeah. chant me your country's initials." <laughs> so yeah. good. And and really quickly uh, on the other side, from from the Miz side, his promo tonight was so good. He had me believing what he was saying. Mm-hmm. That's both, how good he was. Both guys, incredible. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about two other guys with some promo time. Uh, Ivar, Valhalla, and Bronson Reed. So they did some pre-tapes. Uh, Ivar challenges Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed accepts. Justin, we <laughs> talked about Ivar's promos last week. Did he? It did did this do it for you? Was this a good move? Yeah, shout out to Ivar for adding a little bit more bass in his voice this week. <laughs> this yeah. week. yeah. Uh, and, and 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 for Valhalla doing a little bit more of the talking. Yeah, it was short, it was sweet. I don't think it was I don't even I don't even think it was 30 seconds. Maybe it was 20. Uh yeah, this is better. Better. Yeah. But I do feel actually like we're kind of moving in the direction of like again, then because we hear Bronson Reed, well, fake Bronson Reed. I kind of feel like we're moving in the direction of like maybe like Ivar and Valhalla, maybe they are gonna position them more as baby faces. They kind of felt that way. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, how about you? Did you did did either of these guys do it for you this week? Nah, you know, again, uh, I'm, it, the questioning is who do I want to see win? Who, if I'm a fan, who am I going to cheer for? Who do I want to see get their butt kicked? I'm still undecided, and that's the problem here. I'm undecided about it. Yeah. Um, we move on. We got uh, Shinsuke versus Gable. Uh, it's a it's a good one that comes down to. The turnbuckle getting exposed. No one gets hit with it, but it was avoiding the turnbuckle that allows Nakamura to get the win. Uh, Jimmy, these guys are great wrestlers, had a great match, obviously. I feel like because they keep saying who is Shinsuke targeting, that this felt like it was just a, another another day at the office for Shinsuke instead of a, a great battle. No, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. He went through all of Alpha Academy now, and was it last week or the week before where he was saying, you know, his next target will soon be revealed. Mm-hmm. When is it going to be revealed? Am I interested? I am. I'm kind of curious. I, I don't want to say interested. Interested is the wrong word. I'm more curious to see what next direction he goes in as opposed to saying, Oh, I can't wait to see who he targets next. That's the problem here. I'm not as excited as I, I guess I should be thinking, okay, who's Shinsuke going to take on next and who's he going to target? Instead I'm going, Wow, I'm curious. Eh, I'm interested. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm just curious to see who he targets next. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, uh, Justin. Do you agree? I'm curious for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, I told somebody, "Don't eat at that restaurant. The food is shit." And now I'm sitting <laughs> there staring at them, waiting for them to walk out the restaurant to watch them spit the food out or puke. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I don't. I'm going to assume that they know who they're going to reveal as <laughs> who is next, but I have a feeling like I'm just sitting there waiting to go. Oh, you were wrong on that one. I, 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 I don't, you know, this, 
it was uh, a good match. Uh, Alpha Academy's over. The whole, uh, you know, and your boy Tazawa and, and Maxine, like the whole, the whole visual of them all together. They're all doing the thank you with with Chad. It all looks good. But God, Gable just feels like just so disposable. He loses another match here. Mm-hmm. You know what I just booked a second ago or suggested to book a second ago <laughs> with Gunther. They did that. They built a raw around Gunther and Gable, and they Gable and Gable had his damn family in the front row. They could have done it then. Gunther just seems, or uh, excuse me, Gable just seems so to kind of disposable. Like he, I, I, I'm starting to not believe that Gable's going to win any meaningful match, and I don't like that. Um, I like to think that, you know, New Year, everybody gets a second chance that we have a, a chance to reset that booking there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with Shinsuke. I, I keep racking my brain of like who who are they setting up? What babyface are they setting up? Yeah, for him. I yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. I feel like anyone I can think of it being, I'm would just be the reaction of, oh, that's who it was. Right. It's not it's not gonna be like a oh crazy wow it's it's Jay that, Uso. You know, that is sorry like, oh. sorry, but that is my concern. Like I said that. that that's not the reaction you want. Right. Like you said, do you want the reaction to go, Oh, I can't wait to see those two go at it. Uh, unless they have, unless they have a baby face coming up from NXT that again, you know, after survivor series, we kind of reset a little bit, unless they have somebody coming from NXT. That's, but I, I don't know. Who that, I, I don't know who that would be. That's just. Yeah. Know. Um, and Gable, I'm with you on Gable. There was a time when I thought he'd be the guy to beat Gunther. Now I'm thinking, if he was to beat Gunther now without getting heated back up, I'd say that's kind of random. Oh you no, know? that 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 that, that window shut. He can't beat yeah. Gunther now. I mean, uh, so we get to the main event. It's Drew McIntyre versus Jey Uso with the uh, advantage on the line, as you'd expect. Drew McIntyre gets the win with the future shot DDT. Instead of the Claymore, I wonder if that's a change now that he's uh, on the the dark side of the force. Uh, He gets the win. Attack happens afterwards. Good guys come out to make the save. And Cody reveals that the fifth man is Akira Tozawa. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Justin, I want to get your take on this. So, bad guy gets the win here. I feel like that's pretty much paint by numbers uh, how you do this kind of situation. Talk to me about the reveal of the fifth man and how it went, because I think for everyone, it went differently than we expected. Well, first off, there is a portion of our audience who just relies on us as their recap and, and resource and did not see raw. So you just did a joke of it, Sakura but like tell the people who it actually is, please. <laughs> It's CM Punk. No, oh, oh, no. <laughs> wow. listen, listen. They said Apex, right? Apex starts with A, alluding to AEW. He said voices, voice of the voiceless. Clearly, we know who he's talking about. Stretch, 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 stretch. stretch. <laughs> All, right. All right. Good God. Yeah. Jack, Jack Farmer. It's, Rand, it's, it's Randy Orton. Randy he's, Orton. He's, he's turned heel. <laughs> yes, it's Randy Orton. Um, First off, I mean, it's a great pick. I mean, Randy's been gone for 18 months or longer, so you certainly are getting a return back. Crowd was, there was no piped-in chance here. This was natural. People excited. Um, He's got history with Cody, so Cody saying somebody I have a legacy with. That was the biggest pop of the night. Cody just saying somebody I have a legacy with. Everybody went, oh, my God, that that confirms it. It It's right there. Right. 
no, look, I'm excited to see Randy. Uh, I thought interesting choice, but look, it, it kind of, it felt a little robbed that we didn't get Randy to come out tonight. But I also can see some logic in like, well, how did how did Randy just get there? Mm-hmm. So I can see them drawing it out to maybe we are at All State Arena on Friday for SmackDown on FS1, and we basically have the same scenario: heels are outnumbering the baby faces, and then let that music hit. Let us see Randy. Randy doesn't even have to physically even touch anybody. He can just come out and just his presence alone can make the heels retreat. Um, so I get the idea of trying to draw out and maximize this pop, stretch that pop, so to speak. Uh, and what's also great about it, Randy serves as the fifth babyface in the War Games match. What's going to happen at War Games is going to happen. Again, I think there's a lot of potential. Again, I, I, I stress Priest has that briefcase. So, and Seth Rollins is going to be in that space so hmm. there's a lot of creative potential but then when we get past survivor series randy orton's a viper he's a snake what's to creatively say he doesn't just turn right around and turn on cody Rhodes or, or you know like so there's just so much there's so much creative depth and 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 juice there they could go a lot of different directions so i this is this is exciting I, i'm very excited to see what it is the three of us are talking about this time next Monday, because as we're looking forward to Randy being the fifth man on the babyface team, by this time next Monday, we could be talking about Randy Orton once again turning heel. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, I, I, I got, I, I agree with everything you just said, Justin. Jimmy, I got to ask you your thoughts on this and your thoughts that they didn't actually even say his name, that they just alluded mm-hmm. to who he was, didn't hear right. the music, didn't hear. They they left us, they left us starving for Randy Orton, Jimmy. No, and that's the beauty of it. So that when you do see him for that first time, you're going to get that huge, huge pop. And so if you'd have had him come out tonight, you would have wasted that that return introduction pop on uh, on the go home show. Which yes, you want to get people invested in going to watching the PLE slash pay per view everywhere else. But at the same time, that first time you see randy orton return is when you feel and you hear that biggest pop and that's what we're waiting for now justin said maybe it's friday night on smackdown and it very well could be but if you do save it for the saturday night and you don't see him physically see him on screen or even in the arena until his introduction music hits you know maybe that's a story going forward hey he's on, on friday night hey where's your where's your buddy there cody and that sort of thing, and then even leading up to the uh, the pay per view on Saturday, uh, uh, Survivor Series on Saturday, the whole day everybody's going. Cody, you said you, Randy was coming. Is he going to be here? Is he going to be here? Is he going to be here? Then you've, the, the heels have the advantage. You've got the five heels in the ring. You've got the four baby faces in the ring. The ba- the heels have got the advantage. The music hits, and now you're wondering: Is he or isn't he? And then he shows up, and all of a sudden. The place go banana. I, I, I and Jimmy, I agree with that because, especially because SmackDown's being held in the same building as Survivor Series. So once you get that first time, Randy back, hear the music, see him pop. You're not going to be able to fully duplicate it the next day. It might be still a good pop on Saturday, mm-hmm. but you know, logic's going to say many more than half. Let's just say of the people that are sitting in the seats for Friday night SmackDown at the Allstate arena, more than half of them are probably the same people that are sitting in the seats the next night for Survivor series. So they've already 
blown their load of excitement for lack of better <laughs> phrasing to Randy. So I agree. Play that up of Cody's like, he told me he's going to be here. When it comes time, he's going to be here. Where is he? And you're right. The heels or the faces are going to have the last person to enter as they always do in war games, as they should. I agree. I think holding it to Saturdays is the best scenario to do. I, I do agree with that. The uh, yeah, I think even because you know they usually have the, the teams in the cage outside. You know, like like not the actual yeah, yeah. war games cage, yeah. but they're like on the ramp cage. Like yeah, not even Randy Orton out there. No, you know, you no, don't know. No, no. But this is kind of reminding me of like what like the the like one of the things that really like sunk its teeth into me as far as a wrestling fan goes is going back to the old when the NWO was starting and what side is Sting on and and that whole thing with war games. Randy Orton being being Randy Orton. And as you alluded to, yeah, everyone, like who's he going to hit with an RKO once he's in there? There is a little bit of that. Like, is he actually, is he actually on their side? Like whose side is Randy Orton actually on, you know? Uh, and so that makes it fun too. I, I'm just, Randy Orton's one of my all time favorites. So I'm just so glad he's, he's coming back. But uh, ah, it's, I think they know this is a big deal too, because I, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that they're like, Oh, we got a few extra seats available for sale or like during the night as well. Like, oh, would you look at that? Suddenly there's more seats available to well, sell. And, and, and also good on them. <laughs> yeah. Don't go into Saturday and Chicago where there's a mystery partner. Oh. Just yeah. just put it out there. Who would again back to Jimmy's point? We don't necessarily have to see said fifth partner until Saturday, but give us all the clues and tell us who it is or who it's not. So right. we don't mm-hmm. have that situation. Yeah. Cause you, right. you because let's say you do save the surprise for, for the actual event itself, the, the sense of disappointment being in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you may get a reverse reaction. Let's put it right. 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 Uh, well, I know for me, this has upped my excitement level for CM or for CM. <laughs> so i'm super pumped about it but i think that does it for for this uh this week's episode before we go of course thank you to everyone in the chat uh but uh guys just we'll start with you overall thoughts on the show and where can we'll find you online no pretty good show three hours didn't drag that's a compliment uh good go home show lot to lot to cover um yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to Survivor Series. I, I, I this is I'm looking forward to a lot of it. Uh, at Justin Labar across the socials. Uh, this is the last you'll hear from me on Wrestling Inc. for this week. I will not be around. I was supposed to travel tomorrow. I've actually pushed my travel back because of the weather coming tomorrow. Um, so uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Even though Jimmy's Canadian, but we'll still <laughs> we're still thankful. We're still thankful for Jimmy. Um, and uh, I'll be with you guys next Monday. I, I thought it was going to happen already. It's not. So I have to like be kind of coy about this. It's 1221 Tuesday morning. Some people listen to this later Tuesday. Go back to my social media at some point during Tuesday. Finally, the uh, announcement that I've been wanting to give will be out. So this is all Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So everyone, make sure to follow at Justin Labar uh, for that. Uh, Jimmy, where can we find you and what were your overall thoughts on the show? 
I thought overall they did they did a pretty good job of getting me interested in wanting to see Survivor Series, and they furthered some storylines. And of course, the big announcement at the end, uh, as some people would say, "Wow, I was expecting it," but still a good a good uh, announcement. Let's put it that way. As far as where you can find me here on Monday nights with you guys, Wednesday, not sure uh, who's going to be filling in for. Uh, uh, Mr. Lavar there, but uh, maybe it will be you, Jack, and I'll have to wear my ref shirt then. Yep. Uh, well. <laughs> and then, of course, you can catch me on the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and RJ, who holds the glue together. Uh, this week, our guest will be none other than Chris Saban, so it's going to be a fun, fun uh, one. And, of course, on all my social media platforms, I have my Ruffin Rants, which I do from Mondays to Fridays, and I give my little critiques out there and things. I nitpick a little bit at times, but not to tear down. Again, to help tighten screws that I think need tightening. Always a good follow. That's at Jimmy Corderas. Uh, you can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media to follow things I'm doing. Uh, thank you to everyone who's in the chat and joined along with us, MDB. Adam Staples, appreciate you, buddy. I saw your chat earlier. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. We appreciate you. Uh, Duca, Tutgraph, RBLX, and everyone else. Thank you. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe as well. That does it for the Monday after show, but we come back tomorrow for the NXT after show. Follow at Wrestling Inc. and stay up to date on all the news. That's what you do. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.